Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Totally Awesome Podcast. My name is Josh Ageddon. This is the worst podcast ever so bad, it might just make you tap out. And guess what? This is our 50th episode of the TAP. Let's golf clap. That's that's a that's a golf yell, not a golf clap. Yeah, I just fucked up that dude's shot. <laughs> mad. And when I am joined by the colonial champion himself, Sean McCarty. This is a beer opening because I am afraid of what I'm about to hear. Yeah, and I, we are also joined by the Barry, Bay Area brawler, Skylar Greenberg. Say hello, Skylar. Octopus, octopus, octopus. Tap out. Tap out, tap out. Man, the the, infl- the inflection in his voice as he was saying that is like Oscar worthy, ladies and gentlemen. Both both dread and shame. <laughs> All <laughs> right. Together. No, just boredom. Like, oh, it's the octopus. The octopus. The octopus. <laughs> no tap one could do that as funny as Magnitude. I tried. I tried. <laughs> well, we're going to have to energize you, Sky, and the only way to do that is to hear about a debut show. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, this is the first episode of SCCG Palmetto Power, our first episode of our new fantasy booking league. I'm going to be like in command. I have a Word document in front of me with everything on it. Sean and Skylar are just going to listen and judge their life decisions and my, me as a person in general. I've got my ticket. He's got uh, his we ticket. already judge you anyway, so it's not any different from any other show you already do. <laughs> that, that is true, that is true, that is true. That is true. We already criticize you mercilessly on the Court Martial podcast. I literally... So why would it I mean, be any we, different here? I mean, when we, you did the draft, I kept saying, I hate your fucking roster. Yeah, and, and, and earlier today, I uploaded a video where the thumbnail is like a bunch of cockroaches with my face on all of them. So, I think I'm just out there a little bit. But anyway. Just a bit, just a bit. So, uh, Palmetto Power Episode 1 takes place at the University of South Carolina Coliseum. I don't know how we were able to get that, but I guess they just wanted to see a death match. And Gamecocks. Yes, Gamecocks, ladies and gentlemen. And since this is going to have the 2008-2009 SmackDown vibe, our commentary team is good old JR, Jim Ross, and Taz. Uh, are you okay with... Having Jr. being on another show, John. Uh, well, I've got Jr. and Taz, and they're both used pretty prominently for me. And uh, Taz, this this whole show fits Taz's flavor. Yeah. And Jr., you know, if he wants to collect SCCG's paychecks to sit there and watch whatever the hell is coming out, more power to him. And our ring announcer, again, keeping with the 2008-2009 SmackDown vibe. I know, Sean, you don't like this guy. The ring announcer is Justin Roberts. I can handle Justin Roberts. But he's not, he's not the Hamwich. But we told him to tone it down just a little bit because back in two thousand, back when he was in WWE, he was fine. Except for when he announced John Cena, everything yeah. was fine. Yeah, he was fine back then. But the Undertaker. <laughs> so uh, the show begins. We're live, somewhat. And everyone's going crazy. Brand new wrestling show. Somewhat live. Assess double CG. You're not supposed to ask questions. Are we live or not? You can't just be half live. That's what you think. That's what you think. Uh, So Justin Roberts uh, has the microphone in the middle of the ring. Jim Ross and Taz are welcoming everyone on commentary. Justin Roberts says, Welcome everyone to the first episode of Palmetto Power here in uh, University of South Carolina. Our opening contest is going to be a four-way 
Talent Showcase match. So the first competitor in this matchup comes out. His music hits. Our first competitor in this four-way matchup is John Morrison. The, Good start. The second competitor in this matchup is Dolph Ziggler. Ah, oh, Ziggler's So John Morrison and Dolph Ziggler, and the crowd went wild. For that raw feeling. Yeah, the, the crowd went wild for John Morrison. The crowd was kind of meh for Dolph Ziggler. As At least it wasn't when he came out 30 in the Rumble and nobody gave a single fuck. I would rather someone go meh for me than just dead silence. Wait, yeah. hold on, Sean. Which time? <laughs> <laughs> which time? <laughs> Either? Both. <laughs> The third competitor in this in this four-way matchup, and I'm trying not to use WWE terms. I'm, I'm just calling it a four-way, not a fatal four-way. Fair. So, the third competitor in this four-way match is Kenny Omega. And I, and I know that you guys are not fans of Kenny Omega. That's, well, the, that's the sound of uh, Skyler gagging on his own vomit. But yeah, the, after the, Skyler hawks that loogie, he might be able to comment. Yeah. And the final competitor in this four-way matchup is Samoa Joe. Can Samoa Joe just destroy Kenny Omega with a muscle buster and end it? Maybe, but this... So the first matchup is a talent showcase match. John Morrison versus Dolph Ziggler versus Kenny Omega versus Samoa Joe. And the time for this match is 10 minutes. Okay. Now, every t every SWCG match on this show has a 20-minute time limit. Cool. Except for the main event, which, ha since it's a South Carolina death match, it doesn't really have a time limit. But we'll get to that. Until you're dead. Until you're dead. <laughs> so this match is just wild. It's we, you got to start off the new show with a spot fest of sorts. So John Morrison, Dolph Ziggler, Kenny Omega, and Samoa Joe—they're just showcasing their athleticism. Each person gets a, a minute or two to shine. It's going crazy. And at the finish of the match, John Morrison nails Samoa Joe with a springboard flying chuck, then knocks Samoa Joe out of the ring. But John Morrison turns around into a big super kick by Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler turns around, Kenny Omega drills him with the V-Trigger, 1-2, near fall, tries to go for the one-winged angel, but Dolph Ziggler counters it, kicks uh, Kenny Omega in the knee, and nails the Famouser for a very close near fall. Ziggler goes for the zigzag, Kenny Omega holds onto the ropes and sends like uh, Ziggler flying backwards on the back of his head. Kenny Omega nails another uh, V-Trigger, and this time he actually hits the one-winged angel. The referee goes to count one, two, but before the referee hits the mat for three, Morrison runs in with the sliding knee right to the chin of Kenny Omega, knocking Omega out of the ring. And Omega bumps like crazy for this knee. So then uh, Morrison drags Ziggler over to the corner. Starship pain, one, two, three. John Morrison wins the fatal four-way. As he should. Yes. And the crowd goes wild. The crowd loved this match because it was just... Uh, every competitor was just going nuts, and they loved it when Samoa Joe hit that suicide dive to the outside with his forearm that he always does. So, John Morrison with a big victory to kick off the show, and then music hits. Do-do-do-do! The SWCG general manager, John Cena, comes out. The crowd, much to my chagrin, goes crazy for John Cena. Does he have a tie stapled to his neck? Yes, he does. It's a suit and tie, John Cena. He comes out, and he has a microphone, and he congratulates John Morrison. He says, Welcome, everyone, to SWCG. Hope you enjoyed this first matchup, and congratulations to John Morrison. He raises John Morrison's hand, 
and gives John Sword and, and he's not really stealing John Morrison's spotlight. So he raises his hand, backs away a little bit, and gives John Sor John Morrison a second to soak in the victory. Because one thing I don't like is whenever someone wins a big match in like in wrestling and someone else comes out and just steals their thunder. Yeah, which John Cena Sorsen has done. Yes, which John Cena has done. Uh, th he did that to Dolph Ziggler back at the 2014 Survivor Series, which kind of annoyed me. But anyway, so then before they continue, Kenny Omega comes back in the ring and he's pissed. And he says that he also has a microphone. And Kenny Omega says, that was a load of crap. I had the match won. If it wasn't for John Morrison, I would have won and you would have been interviewing me. You would have been congratulating me. I'm the best wrestler in this entire company, and everyone knows it. And John Cena is just like these are some bold claims that you're making, Kenny Omega. If you were if you were the best wrestler in this match, then you would have won this match. And Morrison is just annoyed, but John John Cena says, you know what? I do like this pairing right here. So you here right here first tonight, ladies and gentlemen. The next episode of SWCG Palmetto Power episode two. The main event, I'm going to give Kenny Omega a mulligan. The main event's going to be Kenny Omega versus John Morrison in a singles match. And the crowd pops huge for that. However, I like this. However, while John Morrison is still like, he's like, yeah, I like that. Kenny Omega sucker punches him with a V-trigger and leaves. Like a dick. Like a dick. Because if you couldn't tell, John Morrison is going to be a babyface. Kenny Omega clearly a heel. But Morrison doesn't get knocked out from this. He's like holding his chin. Omega's already gone. Morrison gets back up. Uh, John Cena raises his hand again and leaves. So John Morrison doesn't get knocked down like a punk. He doesn't get knocked unconscious. He's not left laying. But he's clearly mad. And this is laying the groundwork for the main event on the next episode. Morrison and Omega's a good starting feud. Yes. It is. However, and, and I honestly, if there were any four guys that you were going to put into this opening segment that would get the crowd, especially a 2008-2009 style crowd hot, it'd be these four. Mm -hmm. I think this is actually halfway decent use of Kenny Omega if you're already having him be established as something that isn't just a perennial jobber. Yeah. So, did, were you too afraid when I said he hit the one-winged angel that I was going to give him the win? No... I kind of expected it, honestly. I'm happy you didn't, just because you proved me wrong. Yes. Because Kenny's not interesting when he wins. It's when he loses and he bitches. <laughs> Which yeah, is what this a, was. Which is what this was. That's a really good point, though. Because Omega is better being a whiny sack of crap, and that's exactly what you've booked him to be. Absolutely. And then when he and then when he wins, he wins in an annoying way that makes you hate him. Yes, he's a very good heel. However, we're not done. John Cena's still in the ring, and John Cena continues and runs down the rest of the card. He's like, well, that was an interesting turn of events, ladies and gentlemen. Just real quick, I just want to check. Can everyone see me? Yes? Can, yes. Who's, okay. who's talking? John Cena. I thought, where? He's still in the ring. No, it's pe no, it has to be Peacemaker. No, it's not Peacemaker. Although he does also mention, by the way, I hope you guys enjoyed my movie, The Suicide Squad. Uh, it was a movie. So, I thought it was good. But uh, so it was, good, it was a good movie. He runs down the match, the rest of the card. So John Cena says the second matchup. I'm, I think you guys are going to be interested. The second match is going to be Braun Strowman versus Matt Seidel. Oh, a David versus Goliath matchup, ladies and gentlemen. The oh. third match of the evening will be Kazuchika Okada 
versus Ted DiBiase Jr. Okay. The fourth match of the evening is going to be Piper Niven versus Mia Yim. Okay. Interesting. The, the fifth match of the evening is going to be a tag team match. Los Ingrenables de Japón and John Cena nails a pronunciation because that's John Cena. Uh, and it's Evelyn Sonata versus The Bar. Oh, God. Like, oh, God. I'm hard. Yeah. I don't know what to feel about that. And then it's John Cena just stops. A bar. That's a good enough. John Cena stops and starts scratching his head awkward and he's awkwardly, and he's like, "And our main event, for some reason, is a South Carolina death match between Nick Gage and Santino Morella." I didn't book it. This decision was made like, like literally an hour after I was made general manager. But it's what the boss wanted. It's what we're gonna Question, get. Is this match sponsored by Domino's? Maybe. Maybe. But John Cena clearly is like, what in the world's going to happen? And he and he leaves the ring and tells the crowd to enjoy the rest of the show. And we go to commercial. I love the thought of John Cena being like, hey, everyone, go watch my movie. Now, <laughs> SCCG. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> He's got to get that promotion in. Absolutely. Subtle plug. And Subtle actually, plug. one of the commercials is a, a commercial for Domino's Pizza, so... <laughs> I feel like the very next commercial has to be a Suicide Squad commercial. Though. Yes, absolutely. Suicide Squad, then Domino's Pizza. And there's a lot of shots with the pizza cutter just going to work on the pizza. You know what you should do is you should actually incorporate Nick Gage into that Domino's commercial. Oh, Nick Gage should be the one with the pizza cutter working at Domino's. No, if they let him into Domino's, he'll try to rob Domino's. Imagine. Oh, God. I'm going to rob this Domino's. <laughs> I'm gonna Robinos Dominos Vominos. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Yeah, fuck the murder, death, kill gag. That's oh god! Right there. So anyway, we're back from commercial, and we don't have a match. It's a video package hyping up Hiromu Takahashi for the next episode. So the next episode will have a match with Hiromu Takahashi. So, okay. He he. he it, no, I, I, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm just. I was about to say it pains me that you do not know who this fine gentleman is. No, I know who he is. You just, just, you're just doing messing it for with the me. American audience that don't know Japanese people. You're just messing with me. You're just joshing with me, as it were. Yes, I am Joshua. Anyway, so uh, the ring announcer Justin Roberts back in the ring. He says our second contest is scheduled for one fall. One oh. fall. Oh God, I hate it when they do that. <laughs> I, uh, you wanted us on this show. I know, but, and, the, and the worst part is the crowd actually did that, and I hate my own audience. So, Braun Strowman versus Matt Seidel. <laughs> How long do you guys think this match goes? Three minutes. Sean? Yeah, Rosie and Jamal show up and just Samoan drop both of them if it's three minutes. But... It is. Do not get a three count reference in here in twenty twenty. Oh my god! Oh, hey, no, I didn't. That was three minute warning. I didn't even mention Sugar Shane. Hell. <laughs> <laughs> the match goes five minutes, and it's okay. basically Matt Seidel bouncing around the ring trying to get moves on Braun Strowman, but Braun powering him out of it. Like, for example, he goes for a choke slam, but Matt Seidel somehow like does a backflip out of the choke slam. Looks really cool, but the finish. Matt Seidel hits a knee strike, goes up, tries to do a do it, tries to do a moonsault. However, he lands in perfect position on Braun Strowman's shoulders. Power slam. One, two, three. 
you got to do this with a guy like Braun. Absolutely. You need to establish wins like this. Otherwise, you know, he ends up acting like Braun stupid. Absolutely. And Braun Strowman this... with a dominating win over Matt Saito. Although Matt Saito didn't really get dominated, it was a, a five-minute match, but he, hit, he did have some moves here and there. But realistically, who was going to win? It yeah. wasn't a total squash, but it was a good showcase. Absolutely. Up next after this, our backstage interviewer, keeping with the SmackDown 2008-2009 theme, Todd Grisham. Oh, Dig God. It. And Todd Grisham oh, says, God. joining me at this time, uh, I, I'm a little concerned about this, but one half of our main event, Nick Gage. And Nick Gage comes in, and half of what he says is unintelligible. <laughs> like that's an improvement. That's fair. And it, but what you can hear is like me and my murder death kill club. We're gonna rule S double C G. I'm gonna be even more popular than the Incredible Hulk Hogan. Even when he slammed the Andre the Giant guy, we're gonna run crazy on S double C G. I'm gonna destroy. I'm gonna and he starts swearing, but he gets bleeped out. He's gonna destroy Santino Marella in the South Carolina death match later. And he's still talking to himself, but he just walks off camera still talking to himself, no longer talking to Todd Grissom. And Todd's just... just imagine, like, Nick Gage going, and we're gonna murder and kill and rape and murder, kill, <laughs> yeah. kill and rape, murder, kill and rape. And as he walks off. As he walks off, and Todd's just standing there, and he says, what eloquent words by Nick Gage, back to ringside. So, Yeah. That was interesting. And now we have well, our third matchup. Kazuchika Okada versus Ted DiBiase Jr. Crowd's a little wild for Kazuchika Okada, although a lot, there are some people that don't know who he is. And the crowd's kind of lukewarm for Ted DiBiase Jr. And this match goes 12 minutes. Damn. And, and at first, Kazuchika Okada is just toying with Ted, just out-wrestling him, out-maneuvering him, and Ted DiBiase Jr. is getting a little frustrated. However, Okada does go for his humongous dropkick, but Ted DiBiase counters it into a powerbomb in midair for a near fall, and this really gets him into the matchup, and he just starts laying in power move after power move, like that rebound clothesline, the sit-out spine buster. Crowd's getting into it because they just they thought it was going to be a wash because Okada's a big name, and he's a bigger name than Ted DiBiase Jr. However, Okada does cut him off with that massive dropkick, and then he hits him with the tombstone pile driver, Picks him back up, Goes for the Rainmaker, but Ted DiBiase Jr. ducks underneath it. Schoolboy, one, two, three. Ted DiBiase Jr. wins. Jesus. Interesting that you have Okada losing his first match basically by a flash pin. Yes, and both Okada and Ted DiBiase are shocked. Okada can't believe he lost. Ted can't believe he won. But Okada gets up. Picks up Ted DiBiase, shakes his hand, raises his hand in the air, and this is like a good sportsmanship moment. Okay. And there was a commercial break during the match, but then when we got back and the match continued, and then Ted DiBiase won with the flash pin. Okada, being a good, a good sport, and the crowd is starting to warm up to Ted DiBiase Jr. a little bit. Because at first they were kind of meh, but he had a good match with Okada, stayed in there with him, and, and won. If the point of this was to elevate Ted, you've done that. Yes. And I don't feel like, because to an American audience, people may not be as understanding about who Okada is 
But for anyone who is in the know, which, you know, if on the premise of this is even though it's sold out the Gamecock Stadium. Yeah. But it's considering that it was number three, a lot of the people who would be watching this show are already well familiar with a lot of these guys. Okada doesn't really get hurt by losing this matchup to the audience that already knows who Okada is. Yeah, and another thing, I also want to prove that I'm not just going to book matches and finishes that the internet will like. Because what sure. exa- what exactly would be gained other than a showcase match for Okada if he just beat Ted DiBiase? And, and you could start, you know, you could even get a feud going out of this yeah. or if Okada, you know, starts a losing streak because, you know, there's a lot of different directions you can take this. Absolutely. So we go to commercial again. And when we're back, it's another backstage interview with Todd Grisham, and this time it's John Cena, the SWCG general manager. John Cena getting a lot of work today. Oh, yeah. So Todd's like, so, what are your thoughts on the show so far, John? And John's like, it's kind of been a little wacky. Uh, I was a little terrified for your safety during the Nick Gage promo. I'm glad you made it out of that alive, man. But um, I'm really proud of Ted DiBiase Jr. for winning that matchup a couple minutes ago. Proud of Braun Strowman. Uh, and I'm looking forward to the rest of the show. But mid-promo, he gets interrupted. R-Truth interrupts. Walks on okay. the screen. And R-Truth is like, Hey, John, I, I don't know if you remember me or not, but me and you, we were pretty tight back in WWE. We had our feud back back in the day. But we're cool, right? We're cool, right, John? And, he, and he's looking at Todd. He's like, yeah, me and him, we're cool. He's trying to convince everyone that they're cool. And John's like, yeah, we're cool, but... This is my promo. I mean, you're not booked for tonight. I mean, I can book you next week if you want. And R-Truth is like, well, I want a main event. You already booked the main event for episode two, and I'm a little hurt that I was not involved. However, I want to be booked in the main event for episode three of Palmetto Power. I, I mean, you got you got to do it, John. You got to do me the solid. Cena's kind of annoyed, and he says, tell you what, I will book you on episode two. And your opponent on episode two will be negative one. Oh my god! <laughs> and John and John says it's time the little Jimmys have a little revenge, and he walks off. <laughs> and the best part is, our truth just looks so confused, and he says, and it's ble- and, and it's bleeped. Our truth says, "Who the fuck is negative one?" End of the segment. <laughs> End of the segment. <laughs> I love this. Yeah. I love everything about this. This is the like stupidest shit, but I'm all for the yeah. revenge of little Jimmy yeah. storyline. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, so uh, we go back to ringside. <laughs> okay. If anyone can make a wrestling match with an eight-year-old work, it's going to be our truth. I just felt it was perfect. I, I just think felt you it. just made both Skylar and I pop harder than we have popped in quite some time. That's funny as shit. Like, like, legitimately, I thought what I did with Pat McAfee and R-Truth was the best thing you could possibly do with R-Truth. Oh. I have been sadly mistaken. Oh, uh, just wow. put him in the ring with an eight-year-old. Incredible. Incredible. I'm looking forward to episode two now. Yeah, we have, we have our main event, and we have what is clearly not going to be the main event. Oh, God. So, then. our fourth matchup, Piper Niven versus Mia Yim. Of course, Justin Roberts says the ring introductions. They come in the ring. This match is six minutes long. And okay. it's similar to the Braun Strowman, Evan, Bo- uh, Evan Bourne. God, I'm so stuck in the 2008-2009 era of WWE, it hurts. 
Same dude. Similar to the Braun Strowman Matt Seidel match. Piper Niven has control for a lot of the match. Mia Yim gets some moves in here and there. However, Mia Yim tries to go for eat defeat. Piper Niven just shrugs her off. Can't even get her down for it. Picks her back up. Michinoku driver. One, two, three. Same point brought across. Absolutely. Same method. It's Absolutely. Worth, it's worth doing, especially on your debut show. you got to get people those kind of wins. Yes. And this next segment is specifically for you, Sean. It is a video package hyping up Maiko Satomura on the next episode. Okay. So you know, so you need to know who this person is, and it's just footage of her just dominating people. Just her kicking people in the face. Yes. Repeatedly. Her Death Valley over, driver. Over again. Her Death Valley driver is a thing of beauty. We need to get him a match. Like yeah. you gotta watch a match before you get the opportunity, the privilege. Of hearing Joshua talk about a match. Yes, I will, absolutely. I'll take your word on that. Uh, so anyway, so commercial break, back from commercial. Match five, Los Ingonables de Japón versus The Bar. This match is 15 minutes long. Fair. And it is an intense back-and-forth matchup. Both both sides, like, like the, the, the momentum changes over and over. And at the end of the match, Evil hits an STO on Sheamus. Everything is evil. Tags in Sonata. Evil then run, runs over and bulldog. And also, we're calling him Antonio Cesaro, not just Cesaro. Fair. Because the, the, the renaming thing in WWE is stupid and I hate it. So he bulldozes Antonio Cesaro. So Sonata hits the moonsault on Sheamus for the win. So Los Ingrenables de Abon win the matchup. And then Tetsuya Naito and Takahashi come out to congratulate them. And the four of them are just celebrating in the ring. And there we have our first faction that is here in SWCG. You going with the four Japanese guys together? Well, they actually were a faction in uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Even though, aren't they... Well, didn't they have a few like a... Okay, I'm, I'm a little bit up behind on my New Japan stuff, so forgive me if I'm Honestly, not so am I, so am I. <laughs> I, like I didn't know that Will Osprey is no longer cruiserweight, so I'm not. I am also not caught up. Well, I do catch up on, but that's just because I listen to Jim Cornette's podcast, which you should, John Joshua. I, I listen to it every once in a while. I, li I definitely listened to it after the Dark Side of the Ring thing uh, aired for Nick Gage, and his re reaction to that was the funniest thing ever. That was gold. That was that hilarious. Was pure gold. The bank addicted drug robber. That's right. <laughs> And then he and then he caught and then he related his uh, Nick Gage's girlfriend to that I, I can't remember what movie but like a pinhead or something like that and that was so funny. Which he's love me Jimmy totally not wrong about that. But up next, ladies and gentlemen, we have a promo Bray Wyatt, and he's sitting next to a campfire, and he's just rocking back and forth. He looks kind of sad, and he says, "I had the whole world in my hands, and they took it away from me." But I've been given a new chance, and we're all going to make this work. And then the logo appears on the screen. It's not going to be the Firefly Funhouse. Fun I'm not just straight up stealing that. It's Camp Firefly. That's and, brilliant. And then fades to black. Let's, let's gather around the campfire and mm -hmm. sing our campfire song. Absolutely. The campfire song our song. C-A-M-P-F-I-R-E-S-O-S. <laughs> I'm glad Sean knew where I was going and with if that. if you think that you can sing it better, well, then you're wrong. But it'll help if you just sing along. Skyler, 
Good! No. <laughs> uh, he would be the Squidward of the three of us. Abso-frickin-lutely. And I, I, would that make, would I be Spongebob or Patrick? Yeah, I would have to be Patrick. Okay, I would definitely be Spongebob, because I'm very annoying. The is right, Squidward. <laughs> <laughs> God, what is this turning into? Good Patrick impersonation. That is very good, Sean. <laughs> God damn it. Although, although I do think I do think uh, Nick Gage would be a much better Patrick Star. But anyway, moving right no, along. He's not, he's not fun enough. He's dumb enough. But anyway, so speaking of that, up next is our main event: South Carolina Death Match. Nick Gage oh versus Santino Morella. Lord save me. And this match has no time limit. You can only win by pinfall or submission. There are no countouts and no disqualifications, obviously. Santino comes out. He's acting normal and goofy like he always does. And he over actually goes over to the crowd, and there's an 8-year-old in the, in the audience. It's not negative one. But he pulls out the uh, cobra sock, and he hands it to the little kid, and the little kid puts it on his hand. The, crowd's, the crowd loves Santino, and he gets in the ring. Nick Gage comes out with a pizza cutter and a light tube. Hold on, before you continue, I just had one of the funniest visuals. I know, I, I know exactly what you're thinking. That's the funniest thing. If Santino, Santino, Santino handed that that cobra sock to that kid, and that kid put it up and then hit Oh my god! I was—that's not what I was thinking. I was thinking of something very, very vulgar, vulgar and crass. No, but <laughs> no, I just imagine that eight-year-old just hitting Santino with a cobra, and Santino just going down, and then Nick Gage coming out with a pizza cutter, going, "What the hell just happened?" What? What? <laughs> so yeah, uh, Nick Gage enters with a pizza cutter and a light tube, and Santino's not really taking it seriously. He's still acting goofy, still being oblivious. So Nick Gage gets in the ring. He's going crazy, swearing, and the camera keeps having to like have the little blur over his mouth every time he opens his mouth, pretty much. And so the match begins. The crowd is already chanting, "We want tables," because the, the, the crowd really, really wants to see some violence in this match because it's South Carolina, and we're not very smart down here. Clearly, clearly, because you're rooting for Nick Gage. Yes. So. Nick Gage puts down the light tube, but he still has the pizza cutter. The match begins, and Nick Gage charges with the pizza cutter. However, Santino does this split leg dodge, and San and uh and Nick Gage goes flying right over him, and he he drops the pizza cutter. Nick Gage turns around and gets a hip toss, and then Santino just starts beating the shit out of Nick Gage, like takedowns, because he actually knows some judo and some sambo. And he has had some MMA experience, so Santino's just going to town on Nick Gage. And the crowd doesn't know what to make of it. So then Santino goes over, grabs the pizza cutter, raises it into the air. Crowd's going wild, use it, use it, use it. But Santino throws it out of the ring. Oh, boo! Santino. Well, you know, Santino, he knows taijutsu, he knows jujitsu, and like two other Japanese words. Yes. So, then he goes back over, and he just keeps beating on Nick Gage, just picking him up, huge takedown, several takedowns, because Nick Gage, I mean, when you think about it, is not a real wrestler, he's a deathmatch wrestler. I thought you were about to say he's not a real man. That either. So, Santino's just embarrassing Nick Gage, and then he goes over, he gets the light tube, 
and he goes outside the ring, puts the light tube down, and stomps on it. Wow, now, he's a heel now. The crowd is not happy. The crowd wants some violence, and they're just getting a squash match, pretty much. So Santino goes back in the ring. Nick Gage tries to fight back, but again just gets just bodied by Santino. Santino puts Gage in a what is known as a pace choke. It's kind of like a Goga Plata mixed with the Koji Clutch. I, I would I, I'm gonna have to like uh, put like an image on the screen of what this looks like, and I'm gonna send you guys video because I did look up this move to see what it looked like. So he has Gage in this move, and Nick Gage taps out. Wow. This match was. I love this. This match was five minutes long. Way to make Nick Gage look really, really just like shit. I mean, he already does whenever he does anything, but still. So the crowd is booing like crazy. And then Santino runs over and puts him back into the pace choke. And Nick Gage passes out. And then several security guards come out, and they're trying to rip Santino off. John Cena comes out trying to control the situation, and they finally do, and then they have to put Nick Gage on a stretcher. But Santino goes over and grabs the microphone. And he says, and he's just, he looks furious. And he's like, really, everyone? Really? This is professional wrestling. And you guys wanted a clown show. You, did you not see what I was doing to this man? Did you not see what I was doing to this man? Body slam after body slam. You you idiots in the crowd just wanted tables. You wanted light tubes. That's not wrestling. You, you, you want a demolition derby, you stupid rednecks. Go to a demolition derby. And I knew that the second I was hired last, by the way, thanks a lot, uh, CEO of this company, thanks a lot for hiring me last, I knew I was going to be hired as a joke. And I knew that when I was putting this match, it was for some ha-has. It was supposed to be funny. Does this look fucking funny to you? And he starts swearing. And the and the, everyone is just does not know what to make of this. And then Santino says, Back when I was in that other promotion, they also treated me like a joke. I was known as the Jar Jar Banks of wrestling. How do you think that makes me feel after a while? And I was fine with doing it for a while. I mean, it paid well. But I don't want that to be my legacy. Meanwhile, idiots like who did I just beat? Who was the guy that I just beat? I he looks like a he looks like a name like did they just find him at a gym somewhere? Anyway, people like him because he does garbage wrestling. It's embarrassing. It makes our industry look embarrassing. And by the way, don't ever call me Santino Morella ever again. Santino is a dead name, in my opinion. My name is Anthony Corelli, and I'm sick of all this bullshit. And finally, his microphone is cut off, and he's pissed, and Santino, in anger, goes back over to that eight-year-old, rips the Cobra Sock away from the eight-year-old, rips it in half, and throws it back in the eight-year-old's face. And then he leaves. And then we fade to black. Uh, of all the people to criticize the for irony. making a joke of wrestling, it's Santino Morella. The irony of this is is probably the best part of this segment. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Why? we're no longer going to be calling him Santino Morella on SWCG. He's going to be known as Anthony Corelli from now on. 
I will get my hat is off to you, sir, because I love everything about this. Yes. Because you totally gave us a swerve, and you actually brought this back. Instead of just being like absolute lunacy, you turned this into arguably the best angle on the show. Absolutely. You've this- made you've made this guy. You've made Corelli in an instant. Yes, by absolutely. Doing basically what uh, Cactus Jack did in ECW. Absolutely. Where he did this crusade against hardcore wrestling because it's like this isn't what this is about. And doing that at Nick Gage's expense in a five-minute match where nobody gets to actually see a death match. Absolutely. That's brilliant. That's actually brilliant. And I love the way that you've set this up. You've made Santino now an actual desirable heel that you want to see get his ass kicked considering the bloodthirsty nature of your fan base. Mm -hmm. And Nick Gage looks like, well, Nick Gage. He's a schlub. And in reality, Santino in real life has actually been, had some MMA training and he knows a lot of stuff. Nick Gage is a bum. Who do you think would win? And so the fact that you've actually put Santino in this position where he has to be the voice of reason is, I think, a really good way to kind of start to reverse the reputation that he has. Absolutely. And has had in wrestling, which is really something that it, this was... V- I'm, my hat is off to you, sir. This was incredibly well done. I did not see this coming at all. I, I, I this, this was my plan from the very beginning. When we drafted, when we did the draft, I absolutely needed Santino, and this is why. It, it, it's, it's, it's genius. It's just genius taking someone who has been a joke for most of his career and turning him serious. It, it's unexpected. It's surprising. It's something to look forward to. Absolutely. Now I will and, I will spoil. Time, he does not speak in an Italian accent. He speaks in a regular accent. Yeah, he's using his regular accent throughout the entire promo. But I will go ahead and say that due to his actions, uh, Anthony Canarelli has been uh, indefinitely suspended from SWCG. Just to add to his oh, this dude's a, this dude is. Uh, <laughs> like just imagine he cuts that promo and gone. No, no, that's not why I'm even laughing. I'm laughing because they just had a what was supposed to be a death match, and then he gets suspended for after the death match shenanigans. It's more We're for the promo that he cut. Match. It's more for the promo that he cut. Just yeah, used a lot of profanity. It's great. No, it's great. I just it's but it's I funny, I want but it's great. I, I, he's only going to be gone for one show. He'll be back on episode three, but. I just want. I just thought that would add to the. Oh, you never know what this guy's gonna do now, because he got he yeah. got suspended. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So that was this the was really well done. The first episode of S Double C G. Your thoughts, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's it's a, definitely a show that I expected, and yet I didn't expect at the same time. There was yeah, some. Th- there was some wacky stuff, but then. When business picked up, business picked up. Well, I think that's what I like about this the most is that the times that you had to get serious were serious. Mm -hmm. You know, and especially with the way that your draft went and the way that we just completely shit on it. Yeah, absolutely. I was smiling the entire draft. With the exception of Dark Truth versus Negative One, this whole show had the didn't have the tone I thought it was gonna have. And it now has a much more interesting depth to it. Yeah. In in a way that I didn't think was was going to be possible given the talent you've got. So 
I can't I can't believe I'm saying this, but I actually really am excited to see what happens in week two, mm-hmm. where these stories head, and there is a laundry list of people we didn't even see on the show. Absolutely. I'm very excited about this. And I will go ahead and say that, like, uh, on on episode three, we'll start getting ready for, like, uh, how we're going to uh, crown champions and stuff. But it will lead to the first, uh, after uh, six episodes of SWCG, the seventh episode will be the pay-per-view. Our first pay-per-view. And since the first shot of the Civil War was fired at Fort Sumter in South Carolina, the show's going to be called Sumter Slam. Just a little close. Wow. Just a little close. And I just cannot wait. Well, I hate that pun so much. <laughs> well, I I was with this show until the pun landed. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm honestly naming the show that. And now I, I don't know if I want to see episode two anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, guys, thank you both uh, for joining and reacting to the wackiness that is SWCG. The crowd hated the show because they didn't get violence because that's all wrestling fans care about nowadays is nonsensical violence for no rhyme or reason. But you know what? We're bringing reason back a little bit. Hell yeah. So thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of the TAP, the 50th episode of the TAP. And we will be back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Good night, everybody.